There we go. Christopher. Ready to rock. Let's go. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, mic check. Sound, you sound good to me. Do I sound good over there? Dude, you sound crispy. Sweet. Yeah, this uh, microphone works out nice for it. I figured it'd be better than anything I could get on my phone. Beauty. All right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just run through. I can take I can edit this part out, or you can just leave yeah, it in. Either way, give the people what they want. But dude, I'm so fucking pumped. Thank you for for hopping on with me. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna have some fun here. Absolutely. I'm. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. It's good to be back. It's That's been like good, I don't know, year and four months since I've been back on the pod. So it's 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 nice. I'm excited for it. Especially hopping back into it, talking about some light patio talk. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Dude, let this is your first podcast in over a year you're saying yeah it is um i had talked a couple times with ross about like potentially uh like hopping on for like a patreon episode or something like that but my like my schedule is just so weird and unique working in the service industry that uh it's been easier said than done so i've just been kind of like laying low uh also i was like going through a big transition period over the last like year really because like the house i moved into just moved out of it um i'm in a new house like i had a new job i've been there for like since october so like eight nine months now so it's just been like a ton of transition so i've wanted to like get back into the content game because i'm really passionate about it and i really enjoy it and like i had some good momentum coming into it and stuff like that but i'm definitely now that i'm like getting settled again i'm like very much looking forward to trying to get back into it like trying to rebuild especially like a stream setup and stuff like that be able to do a little streaming be able to like reconnect with like some of the audience i developed over there and stuff like that but yeah man it's great to be back i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to re-enter the scene with anybody else wow that's so huge for us dude thank you thank you for that i appreciate that um before that's that's great. It sounds like you got a lot, a lot going on. Before we get into all that, I'm just gonna take a step back here and intro our pod. Um, what the fuck is up, YouTubers? Welcome back to Light Patio Talk. This is episode nine. I'm your host, Lil Patio, and today, if you couldn't tell, we have a very, 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 very special guest appearance on pod. Um, so before we get to into all that, let's do some housekeeping uh go toss that follow to all our socials at light patio talk across the board um we're trying to grow the pod and we're trying to get to 100 followers on twitter and instagram i think that's pretty doable um we have a tiktok but my camera on my phone is broken so those are on hold right now and we've been entertaining reviewing patios on tiktok um i threw one up but um sort of like a rusty ranks beer situation but it's little patio ranks patios i so, love that personally i think that's a fantastic <laughs> idea i'm all about that thanks man so keep, keep an eye out for that um we also have new merch and just to break down the merch situation uh for y'all we have the og light patio talk design that's been our best seller. Um, Chris, I think, I hope you got a chance to check out the merch. We're going to, we're going to get you a shirt and stuff, whatever you want. I really appreciate Um, that, man. I'm stoked for it. Yeah. We just made the OG one available as hoodies and crew necks, long sleeves for the fall. So check that out. We also have 
script font merch with the text available in two colors. That one's pretty cool. And then now we have our newest fall design that I am super pumped about. It's a skeleton grilling on like a charcoal grill. So go follow the socials and the merch should all be linked in the bio. You can check those out. Grab a shirt or something if you like it. Um, We also have coffee mugs that are pretty legit. I got one and, you know, I drink out of it all the time. It honestly is like, it looks better than my other mugs. Um, And then there's uh, tote bags. The tote bag is legit. I might need to. I, I might. I might need to get myself one of those instead Dude. of a shirt. That thing is sweet. Yes. So the tote bags are finally available in the cream color that you're seeing there. Um. So I just ordered one of those, and I'll let y'all know how it, how it works and and how big it is and stuff when I get it. We can get Chris one too. Um. What else? So yeah, the handles are at Light Patio Talk across the board. Let's get to 100 followers um been big on verbalizing goals lately and it's been working out pretty well uh and and just in life so i think we can get to 100 followers pretty quickly especially with our boy chris hopping on here you know he has a massive audience he's the best in the game but i would love to i'll definitely be sending out the (laughs) socials to all my boys after we finish up with this i'll do what i can to help so yeah that would definitely legitimize us you know and the brand some more so let's run it up let's run it up at light patio talk um anyways to get straight to it our second guest ever and our talent acquisition team really knocked out of the park with this one i think i'm gonna have to give them all raises for getting our second guest on the podcast for this episode your agent definitely knows how to sell the pod yeah i i'm gonna have a talk with him about his compensation and and just make sure that everything's squared away because we want to hang on to him. Definitely make sure he's well taken care of. Let's go. So without further ado, please welcome our guest, Chris Coles Colson. Uh, Chris is the former co-host on the Ross Bowen podcast. A lot of you might already be familiar with Chris. Uh, he's an Austin resident, mental health advocate, especially men's mental health, which is huge, huge for us on this pod. And he's also literally the best bartender in Austin. Like oh, people come. I don't know about that, but I'm doing everything yes. I can down here. People come from far and wide to dine and drink with Chris. He's a hospitality specialist, and I'm not even joking when I say that the list to get in is so long. You have to book Chris months in advance, if not years. Um, but so that's that's our our guest, Chris Coles Colson. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I'm honestly really excited to be here, dude. Seriously. Um, Yeah, so just a little bit about myself. Uh, Originally from North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte. Uh, I spent the first 18 years of my life there. Uh, Went through school, graduated high school, uh, played lacrosse in high school, was really into lacrosse growing up. Uh, My dad was also... uh, Big sports guy, worked in NASCAR for a while. Uh, he's had season tickets to the Panthers since their inaugural season, so I'm a diehard Charlotte sports guy. Um, moved down to Austin when I was 21 years old, when uh, like right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, like Lil Patio said, to come and co-host the Ross Bolin podcast. Um, came down here, worked on that for about eight months. I started in July, left in early March, I want to say, um, learned a lot from that. Um, uh, 
didn't end up working out in the end as we might have hoped it would. But uh, personally, I think it was the best for my personal development and growth. Um, we can get into that a little more if you want to down the line, too, if, if you want to loop back on that. But great experience for me there. Uh, got to learn a lot. Got to meet a ton of people. Uh, even when I left the pod, um, had so many people reach out to me about, you know, things I might have said, things that I might have left them with that, you know, left them in a more positive mentality moving forward. And that was something that I, I still to this day take a lot of pride in is like being able to even, you know, I, I will say I might have been a little polarizing on the podcast to a lot of the audience that was pre-existing. But uh, I think the people that I did connect with, I, I definitely left a, a pretty deep impact on and. That's definitely a, a big point of pride for me, especially in terms of the mental health thing, men's mental health, stuff like that. Like getting DMs and people saying like, hey, man, what you said here was like the reason that I like kept going this week. Like that that was huge. That that meant so much for me, uh, especially like at the time as a 21, 22 year old to be in a position where I have the ability to reach that audience but then like that people take that seriously and that people walk away kind of understanding where i'm coming from even at such a young night or young age mm -hmm. uh was was so so important and so gratifying to me and like uh honestly made made that whole experience worth it just even for like one of those uh interactions with some of the fans and everything like that but yeah it was a great experience so left that podcast uh like i said about mid-march of 2021 uh last summer uh like i said or uh, like you said, I live in Austin now, uh, stayed in Austin, didn't really know what to do. It was kind of a very quick transition where uh, Ross kind of brought it up that, you know, maybe uh, wanted to take things in a different direction. And I, I completely understood where he was coming from there. And so made a couple phone calls, grew up on a lake back home. So very familiar with boats and kind of lucked myself into doing boat rentals on Lake Austin and Lake Travis all last summer. Um, and it was like, honestly, like 80% of my clients were like bachelor and bachelorette parties. So I was out on the lake. I was like the most tan I've ever been in my Let's entire go. life. Yeah. Just like enjoying the water every single day, teaching people how to surf, uh, teaching people how to wakeboard, taking them to party cove, showing them a great time. Like you said, uh, I truly describe myself as a hospitality specialist. I think I get a lot of that from my mom. Uh, that Southern hospitality gene has definitely gone straight into me. And I just love taking care of people. Like I love making people happy. I love uh, the opportunity that, you know, I get to spend some time with somebody that I might not normally spend time with both uh, doing the boat rentals and now bartending where I bartend now. Um, and like to be able to have somebody walk in and I know nothing about them no idea what they're what they want to do or anything like that where they're going how their life is like to be able to kind of leave that small little impact uh and like leave somebody walking away happier than when they came to me that's pretty cool like i think that's really fucking cool that i, I have like the opportunity to do that and i did that all last summer and then about october of last year uh went to dinner with my uh former girlfriend uh, we went into the restaurant I work at now. It's called Sammy's Italian. It's on West 6th Street in Austin, Texas. If you're familiar with the bar scene, West 6th is like big going out scene. 
a uh, lot of like old, like I would say the older crowd like and when I say older I mean like the mid 20s to 30s not like the college age UT kids mm-hmm. that's kind of where they go is like the West 6 scene and so we get right. a lot of foot traffic from that there's a lot of energy there uh, okay. but also like it's fine dining Italian so like it, it's traditional New York style like big red sauce Italian and like our wine list is awesome like we have I think our restaurant's only about 1500 square feet of dining space and we have a $250,000 seller of wine, which is fucking crazy to be able to like talk to people about like back vintage Barolos from 1947. Like, especially as a 23 year old, like I have no right having such a <laughs> developed palate for wine. It gets me in trouble all the fucking time. I spend way too much money. Um, oh, I bet. But like to be able to do that is really cool. And the connections and the networking is fantastic. And like, I've had some really cool opportunities. Like, I mean, uh, like, Emma Stone has come into the restaurant before and like Chris Bosch is like one of our investors at the restaurant. Like he comes in every now and then. And so it's really cool just to kind of be in that environment, like with that kind of high level of clientele um, and just kind of figuring out it's like networking 101. You know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. I'm seeing everybody around me that have worked their way up in this city by like talking to people and making shit happen. And so it's just kind of like, doing my best to mimic that like talking to people and making shit happen so dude that's awesome i love that so much and just to backtrack a little bit here when you're when you were touching on on the southern hospitality in you sure um you know just just to to let the people know how me and chris met online you know just like twitter and stuff just like i found him through ross bowling right like the podcast and everything and i thought he was great and i loved the younger aspect that he brought to that show and I thought it was, a, it was a great, you know, refreshing take on everything. You know, like you were able to talk about stuff like, you know, TikTok when it was just coming out and like, and, you know, like Perfect. being younger and being able to see like where the youth is, is looking and everything. So, but just, just to, just to harp on the Southern hospitality, I had never met Chris uh, like in real life. And I just tweeted something about, oh, I'm like coming to Austin. I was like visiting my little brother um who went to school there and chris just shot me a message like hey man did you need a ride from the airport and that was just how i knew that he was a real one like that was just like the nicest thing it like totally made my day like i did not need a ride but just like him offering me like when we didn't even know each other like that just kind of goes like case in point of like you know this kid he's just a, a genuine nice guy like someone that I want to be associated with. Right. I appreciate that, man. uh, That, I, that means a lot to me, especially cause like I will like high school me is so different than me now. And that's taken like a lot of introspect, introspective observing and a lot of like looking inwards and figuring out like what I, cause I I grew up in like small town, North Carolina, more or less. So it kind of got to the point where I started to gain my independence or I kind of had to figure out like, what do I really believe in? Mm -hmm. What do I really care about? And like, what kind of, what parts of me are just the product of my environment that I've just kind of accepted, you know? So it took a lot of like questioning and figuring out what I really cared about and what I really loved. And like the older I've gotten, the more that I realized like, it is all about those interpersonal connections and like all about building those relationships and just like having the ability to, you know, make somebody's life a little bit better. Like the older I get, the more I think about like in terms of a grander purpose, like a lot of myself feels 
like kind of looks at legacy in a sense of not in the sense of like personal legacy, but like how are you leaving? How are you leaving the personal interactions in your life after you have those interactions? Like what mm-hmm. what have you done to be able to like potentially leave somebody with a bit more positivity? Because like in terms of the men's mental health thing, like you don't know what little thing. Like, for example, right there, like, I didn't even remember texting you and asking you for a ride from the airport, but like something like that, like that's something that sticks with people. And, yeah. Like, that, really and a hundred percent, that was like, you know, a while ago, but like, I still remember, yeah. you know, Chris reached out. He was like, so nice. He didn't need to do that. And like, that just, that, that nice stuff that just sticks with you and, and shows you, you know, what kind of people, you know, you want to be around. Yeah. And it's absolutely helped me along the way too, of being like, knowing kind of like okay if i'm putting this out in the world it's kind of like all right so what are my standards of like the people around me that i like want to be there to support me in the sense of like iron sharpens iron you know what i mean like i want to surround myself also with people that kind of see the world the same way and i'm very lucky to live in a city like austin where there are a ton of those people like it is it is a very connected city and it is like for the most part most of the people that i've created relationships with down here like they will like go out of your way at the drop of a hat to help you out if you need it and stuff like that and it's really cool to be a part of that and it it, like continues to just like make me want to be better at like helping people around me and then like but I mean on the flip side too you know you gotta always like look out for yourself too like like I was saying I just got out of a relationship recently um and we dated for like a year and a half and like I'm kind of this past like two weeks or this past like week and a half. I've, it's just been kind of looking at myself and being like, okay, so I, I realized I'd created a, a lot of codependency there. Uh, Cause like I've been in Austin for two years. We dated it for a year and a half of that. Oh, definitely. So, it was a lot of just like comfortable codependency. And now it's mm-hmm. kind of looking, taking the time to like look at myself again and be like, okay, so now how can I get back to like supporting myself and like refiguring out like what I'm passionate about for me and like taking care of myself. And that's, it's, it's been great. So like, I've been back in the gym recently. Like I've been like trying to do fun things on my own, picking up new hobbies when I can, like trying to stay close to my friends and connect with them and everything. And so it's been nice. Like, I feel like my life recently has been like a lot of transition and comfort is always great, but the transition has, has, you know, absolutely made me, into a much better person like i feel very lucky to have as much experience and and at least i feel pretty solid understanding of the world at at, you know 23 years old totally hear you man hey and you know breakups are are tough especially you know like we're talking about men's mental health and everything but i love what you said you sounds like you just have like a great attitude about it like you always do and you know if you're struggling with with anything you know my best advice has always just been to go to the gym just like you said you know like get your body moving like your body like can't just sit around all day it will you'll be depressed like just in yourself just doing that so getting moving go on a run a walk get outside you know like that kind of stuff is is huge for for mental health absolutely Um, big fan of the hot girl walk huge hot girl walk guy and i don't know about in austin it might be pretty hot it's been pretty hot up here in cleveland it's stupid hot i mean we we have right now my computer says it's 99 on the dot um but our high hasn't been 
below 100 in like a month and a half we're in a pretty bad drought right now i'm not gonna lie it kind of sucks like austin is really cool because it has all these uh like things they call green belts throughout the city that are basically Mm -hmm. like rain fed creek systems that stay at like a pretty cool temperature throughout the year Uh, and typically they make it till about late july before they dry up but uh we've we've had such little rain that like they dried up in like early june this year and like that's typically austin's like temperature regulatory system if that makes sense because there's so much water flowing through the city and without that it's just been brutally hot but at some point like i've just kind of accepted it like i'm just gonna sweat. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna sweat like that's what it is what it is i'm just gonna get sweaty i'm gonna be gross but i'll come home and take a shower uh, and I'll feel much better. And especially, oh, dude, the hot girl walk into the cold shower is my favorite thing in the world. Like a freezing cold shower after yes, a workout. Yes, yes, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, my current gym routine, even if I don't have time to hit the gym, I try to do this before work because, like, walking out, I'm just in so much of a better headspace. Is like, if I can work out, get a good hard workout in, 10 minutes in the dry sauna, like, really sweat it out, and then immediately into, like, a three-minute freezing cold shower. And I will walk out of the gym every day feeling like a brand-new man. That's great. I'm a big advocate of the cold shower as well, especially in the morning. Really oh, get yeah. you going. Absolutely um, get you going. My gym routine has lately been trying to sneak in at lunch, in and out, um, you know, with work from home and everything That's that's seemed to be – the best case plus then you still have your whole afternoon you're not just in the gym during those golden hours absolutely um ideally and i i'd never do this but like the rare you know four or five times a year that i do is if i can get up at like four or five a.m and go on like a jog before anyone's like up i just feel like king of the world oh my god yes like i mean like it sucks because with my work hours, a lot of times I don't get off till like midnight, sometimes like 1 a.m. And so mm-hmm. my sleep schedule sleep schedule kind of takes a toll from that. And I, I don't get up as early as I would like. But those days that I do like make it a like, for example, today I, I work the morning shift. We only do lunch one day a week on Fridays. And so like waking up at nine, like I've already gone to work, did my shift, like got some lunch in me and now I'm like sipping on a Pacifico doing this podcast. And then I'm going to like go out and meet up with some friends and have a drink after like getting up early and starting your day. Right. Like just makes your days feel so much more full. Cause a lot of times, like when I fall into, to like pretty hard depression, the biggest thing that I do is just like sleep in super late. Mm-hmm, and definitely. like, I just don't, I don't get out of bed to work out or like make some breakfast before I leave. I just like wait until I have something to do and then get out of bed and go do it immediately. And it's easy that way. But like when I make an effort to like get my day rolling earlier and put myself in a better space, like, oh, it's so worth it. Like it changes everything. Like outlook on the day, energy, ability to be successful in what you're doing throughout the day. Like it's vital. And like, especially the older I get too, like it's getting more and more and more vital to like, really like, you know, kind of check those boxes in a sense that like mental health checklist, you know, keep yourself in check and, and like keep yourself healthy and moving forward. It's become super important. And uh, also it's just like, I kind of like the energy of like going in the gym and, you know, seeing everybody else there, like working out. And like, I think the gym a lot of time gets a bad rep for being kind of like a toxic, intimidating place. Honestly, thus far throughout my experience of like working out back in the gym post COVID, it's been completely opposite of that. Everybody I've talked to in the gym 
has been like kind and helpful. And like a lot of time I go to, I go to gold's gym. And so a lot of times there's mm-hmm. people in there that are, you know, they're huge. Like I, I'm like six <laughs> foot one sixty. like I'm in decent shape, but I'm by no means like muscularly toned in a sense. And like, there's people in there that, you know, they've been working out for years now and like, they're looking like enormous and so like a lot of times i'll go up and just ask them like hey what are your like three tips of like how you can really stay focused on kind of building out your physique and like every single person i've talked to has been so kind and and like courteous and helpful and been like dude yeah it sucks being in the gym when you're skinny and lanky but like keep going because that's not always going to be the case and like it's been awesome. Like it's, it's a really, it's been a really positive environment to like get back in the gym. Definitely. Dude, I love this. This might sound, don't take this the wrong way, but I love that you're following like the, the typical guys, um, routine of, you know, you get, you go through the breakup and then you just go all in on the gym and you're just like, you know, I did the same thing when, when I was around your age, I started getting into the gym and just like, it, it just helps so much. So I just love that for you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I mean, I think there's a reason for it. I think like 100 uh, 100%, 100%. working on the reason so many guys kind of go through that process is like, you know, post breakup, even if like our breakup was mutual, even mm-hmm. then, you know, like I was saying, there was a bunch of codependency built up there. And so it's like, you know, after a year and a half, I feel like I kind of have to like work on myself again to kind of regain that personal confidence, not even because I want to like get back in the dating scene by any means, but just to be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm proud of like kind of who I've made myself, how I've built myself. Definitely. Look good, feel good, play good. Exactly. Exactly that. Exactly that. And it like, like, just like you said there, it's been like little things, like little mental victories where like, I realized I, I used to like go to the gym and then I would get dressed right in my work uniform to go to work. And then I would set up for an hour and a half and then like start my shift. And now I go to the gym and I pick out an outfit that I feel confident in. And I go into work in my, my good looking outfit, do my prep work in my outfit and then change into my uniform. And like, that's just like a little thing that like walking out of the gym, feeling good and looking good Right, like a routine. Instead of, yeah, instead of just like going straight into my work uniform, mm-hmm. I feel so much better. Like I, I walk out feeling like, okay, this is how I want to feel. Now let's enter that next phase. And it's like those little minor tweaks on the day-to-day have been like huge for me in the long run. And it's it's been – I mean, it's it's always a fun process, like when you kind of find that grind of like getting back into it. Dude, that's great, man. I love to hear that for you. And just to backtrack a little bit – um you were saying you were sipping on a Pacifico. Um, we have a couple questions we like to ask all of our guests here. And the first question is, what's your ideal patio situation? You know, we're talking like time of year, temperature, um, you know, what's the weather like? And then on top of that, what's your beverage of choice while you're sitting on the patio? Great, great, tough questions there. Um, so one thing you should know about me is I am a patio guy year round. Like I'm on the patio. If it's Let's hot, go. I don't care. If it's winter, give me a heater. I'm there. Like I do not care if I'm outside and sipping on something. Mm-hmm. I'm golden. Uh, if you'll give me two opposite options on my patio answer, sure. uh, I would say my two best patio options. I either want to be summertime, 85 plus 
on a body of water. I don't care if it's the ocean or the lake, but I want the patio to be overlooking water. I want it to be hot enough where if there's no breeze, you're sweating, but a nice breeze off the water is just enough to like keep you cool. Maybe some Mr. Fans going on in the background. At that time, oh, I got to be honest. I'm kind of a slut for a frozen pina colada. I will crush frozen pina coladas on a hot patio. Frozen pina colada? Dude, I love that. What what time of the day are you thinking? Like high noon? I'm thinking like two o'clock. Like I want to, I want to like right after kind of that lunch, like here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like you go out one, one place I have in mind right now, specifically, there's a place on Lake Austin called ski shores that has a patio. That's like literally over the water. And you see like, excuse me, there's boats like driving by up and down the entire time. And like, I'm thinking like, wake up at like eight, get some quick breakfast in you surf all day. You know, you're tired. You're feeling the sun. You finally like get off the boat, feeling the rock of the wave a little bit. It's like three o'clock. You've kind of ended your activities for the day. Mm-hmm. Eat a nice, like casual greasy burger with some fries and like a frozen pina colada and just kind of like people watch and chill on the water and like talk to your friends about how to, how great of a day it was. That is my ideal summertime patio. Now, I would say flip side of that. That's a great answer. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you put me in the wintertime or the fall, I would say fall. Fall time, when it's getting cold, put me in the mountains, overlooking mountain range with leaves turning. Like I'm Mm -hmm. talking like if you've ever been to the Carolinas or if you're from the southeast and all those leaves change colors about like mid-October, that's where I want to be. I want it to be cold enough where I can have like a thick hoodie on, like real thick hoodie. Some oh, yeah. pants and like some a boots. Champion reverse weave. For sure. Absolutely that. And uh and I'm sipping on like a uh, hot cider. Nice. Like a hottie hottie toddy. Hot I, I could I could go with a hot toddy for sure. Uh I would say that that's number two. Give me like a little look a little social fire pit out there, maybe. Yes. Dude, I'm that's never what I'm leaving. talking about. I'm never leaving. There's actually a really cool bar on West 6th Street, the street I work on, called Rustic Tap. And in the wintertime, uh, they have these like massive long, like I would say they're probably like 10 feet long, but like three or four feet wide. And they're like uh like knee level fire pits almost and they line up lawn chairs around them so it's like 15 lawn chairs per fire pit and there's like seven fire pits and at the end of every fire pit is like a 70 inch flat screen that is the best nfl game day watch in the entire city i will die on that hill like you go there sit in a lawn chair get a little warm cocktail from the bar and you can watch sports with like all your buddies in lawn chairs around the fire all day that's my dream football fire hot toddy flannel and it sounds like chris knows exactly the kind of vibe that we like over here at light patio talk that's why i'm here man (laughs) i I knew i would fit right in you really do that uh especially i like i don't know what it is maybe it's how i grew up like my dad is a big like set the tv up outside get the lawn oh yeah dude that's some rust belt stuff absolutely but like there's something about a campfire with nfl football on that is like a mix of nostalgia and comfort to me i don't know how to explain it to our last episode and took the words right out of our mouth really (laughs) that's awesome yeah but i mean it's seriously like i mean like last summer i mean austin didn't get austin doesn't really get 
it doesn't really have a fall. There's like summer and then there's winter. It's mm-hmm. there's not there's only like three weeks of like seventy degree weather. But like I love it so much. Like there were like eighty degree days last year. I would set the TV up outside and I'd still like start the campfire just for that smell. Just so you know, get a little campfire smell. Exactly. Also, That's- if you are anti campfire smell, I can't trust you. I'm sorry. We we don't fuck with you over here. Fuck off. I don't I, I don't get it. Like I've had multiple people come up to me or like tell me like, oh I hate the smell of campfire or oh I'm gonna stink like campfire or like and a, like a I'm charcoal like, I love grill. that. Yes. Like it, it's like it's like comforting exactly. And like if you don't like that smell and you're like I just want to stay inside and be a dork, then stop listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah, you we'll find you another home. We'll go go find yeah. heavy you, indoor talk. Yeah, patio talk isn't for you exactly so chris gets it i mean he (laughs) absolutely crushed the patio uh question i don't even know if i want to tee him up with with our with our second question that we have for him because he just killed that answer so good like those are the exact vibes that we are going for here at light patio talk so thank you for being able to articulate everything so well I admire your vocabulary. And thank you, brother. That was a great answer. So on to our second question. What and so we have a recurring segment here at Light Patio Talk called Chill Album of the Week. Of course. And so we're just gonna hop right in and do you have a chill album of the week to recommend to the listeners? I absolutely do. Um I would say like one of my favorite like summertime evening kind of chill vibe albums is what could possibly go wrong by Dominic Fike. It is a no skip album. You can listen to it top to bottom. There's Perfect. some songs that have a bit of hype to them. There's some songs that are like a little bit more chill. If you're familiar with Dominic Fike, uh, he like does some rap, R and B, little like kind of I call it like British pop where it's kind of like that like drill influence pop in a sense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you, you kind of get the vibe I'm going for there just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not super familiar, but maybe you could break it down. So I would say, so like, you know, drill, right? Like UK rap. Yeah. 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 Like, you know how it's like very kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a drum where it's like very, hard, like, yeah. The hard pop, beat, like yeah, pop the, smoky. Yeah, and the lyrics are like very kind of like choppy. It's like da 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 da. Okay. He kind of does that same thing, but it's like more poppy vibe as opposed to just like strict rap drill. Okay. And uh, you're, are you throwing this on in the background, or are you like playing this full blast? I'm. I'm. This is a full blast. This is okay. definitely a full blaster. Um, I would say my background chill album of the week. Uh, every single week, especially in the summertime, there's a band out of the UK called Easy Life. They're fantastic. I highly recommend them. And their 2020 album, See You Later, Maybe Never, is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's like, it's only a two, that's a two song EP, but like both songs on there are incredible. Uh, and like all of their stuff from 2020 and 2019 is is just like really great, like, chill pop background kind of like light vibes but with like enough kind of catchy lyrics to keep you involved and intrigued if you're like really listening to it um but yeah music is like a super important thing to me too like keeping keeping a good headspace using good music is is like really important to me i try to 
be pretty cognizant of kind of like what I'm putting into my putting into my ears and stuff like that because you know I'm a very empathetic person and like it's really easy for me to kind of go down a rabbit hole if I'm not careful and so I try to I try to retain some like positivity and good energy like my my uh favorite playlist I listen to on uh Spotify is called good energy it's public if you want to find it but um it's all just like good vibe songs that you would throw on like in the background while you're like cruising down the lake at golden hour you know what I mean like that that's kind of like my vibe for chill songs is like would I listen to this like chilling on the lake at golden hour and if the answer is yes like that's my perfect chill vibe song definitely and I'm the same way I'm just easily impressionable when it comes to music like if you turn a happy song on I'm just getting up and dancing and then if you just turn a sad song on I'm crying in in my locking myself in my room. Dude, so absolutely, <laughs> I've gotten into a bad I got into a bad slump like right after the breakup where I was like listening to sad songs and I was like, dude, I gotta stop. I yep, gotta that'll stop. That'll happen. This. You, dude, you be careful of Juice World because oh my god. And I was listening to Joji a lot too. Oh, and, like glimpse of us up, and man. all that. That'll that'll make me you up. Have you really seen the sad. music video for Glimpse of Us? By the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched like most of it. Bro, it was pretty crazy. It is wild. Like <laughs> at first I was like, oh, this is just like a joke, like parody, like kids like people doing dumb shit music video. And then like the last 30 seconds, it gets like super, super introspective and serious. I was watching it like really stoned after a night out with some friends a couple weeks ago. And like I turned and like looked at both of them after we finished it and we were like, what the like, fuck was that? <laughs> that was insane. We both like we all had to like take a minute to like digest it. It's crazy to me that Joji started out as like a troll YouTuber and now he's like a ridiculously talented musician. Dude, that's how it always goes. I mean, anyone can be anything really absolutely i mean yeah especially in today's day and age like there's so much with, with uh social media there's so much like interconnectivity and the network is so big that like people kind of bounce all over the place and wear like many hats for many things all the time and like i mean like if you think if if you're i mean if you're okay for example like let's just take my profession right now as what I'm doing of like bartending and fine dining. Like I am a hospitality specialist. I also am incredibly talented at like, you know, um, food pairing and wine pairing and everything like that. But I also have to know how to like take care of people. I also have to know like where that limit is. I also have Mm -hmm. to like have kind of the hat that I can put on where, you know, like it's like I, I wear so many different hats just to Barton. And I think as, as the world continues to progress, like all these different jobs that people are doing, like they have to wear multiple hats to be successful in them. And I think it, it it's creating like much more well-rounded individuals. And that's something I have a lot of hope for in like Gen Z and our generation is like definitely, definitely a lot of us grow up bouncing around job to job and like you know climbing the 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 corporate ladder and stuff and like i've had friends already that graduated with a degree got one job in that degree hated it moved to a completely different industry that they have no degree requirement for or something like that and they absolutely love it and they're making good money and they're gonna keep like moving their way up in that regard and like i think the flexibility there and like the desire to like want to make yourself more well-rounded is like really really cool to me and it's something that i really enjoy doing it's like you know being kind of able to do multiple different things all at once just 
because I, you know, want to be good at all of them. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think individual. I think a lot of people our age, you know, they grew up seeing their parents do things that they that they weren't even passionate about. They just did it for sure. Um, but then, you know, we see, you know, especially with with YouTube, TikTok, everything, we see people that are able to do things that they love and, you know, not just make, you know, a living off of it, but like a substantially great living. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I saw, you know, other podcasts, you know, I'm like, I I like listening to them. And, you know, I was like, I want to try and do that. So I try to make it like, the reason I started this podcast was because I've always struggled with articulating what I'm trying to say. A lot of times I have it in my head and you know, I'm just not able to like spit it out. So I thought that like recording myself, um, spitting it out might help me just practice, right? Like get the reps in. Absolutely. Um, And I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of the reason I've always been like envious of like artists, but like rappers, especially who are able to communicate what they're feeling, but then also rhyme it and like make it sound really cool. Absolutely. So it's like, I can't even like talk properly half the time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just, I just wanted to, to do something and, and, and make something that, you know, I enjoyed doing. To, Absolutely. To and I, I, I think that's the biggest thing too, is like, uh, like you, you, you made a point about like, we see a lot of our parents doing these things, uh, that they don't even like doing. I mean, my mom, like I, she has worked in uh, commercial real estate for a very long time now. She's made a really great life for herself, make, makes great money for herself. But, like, she's still working at almost 60 years old, and, like, she is not enjoying it anymore. And, like, yes, she's, like, made a very comfortable living, but it's, like, at what point are you sacrificing actually living a great life to, like, do something that you don't want to be doing? And And like we were saying, like, I think that's something that like our generation has seen growing up and like, we've seen our parents and, you know, uncles and aunts and stuff like that, like do things that makes them absolutely miserable. And like that shit bleeds into life too. Like you can't oh, maintain that at work. Like you like yeah. they're even working in the service industry where I'm not going to get a phone call. That's going to like drag me back into work. Like if I was doing a sales job or something like that, where you're never really off the clock. Like when I clock out, I'm out, but still like if I was hating what I did and got out every day and was just like in a really terrible pissy mood, I would have like a much more miserable life. Cause just thinking about all the opportunities and the, the fun, exciting things I've done, like even like after a shift or something like that, if I was coming out of that shift, absolutely hating it with no passion for it i probably would not have put myself in that situation where i like wanted to like go meet up with people after like go out with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. and like those have been some of my best memories in the past couple months are those little spontaneous things because that have happened because i've focused on like keeping myself in a headspace that i'm like optimistic and available for those situations to like come at me Definitely. And if you're listening to this at your desk, you know, we're not telling you to just get up and quit your job, right? There's a fine line. Like everyone has responsibilities and things that they need to take care of. But, you know, maybe look, look into trying something new, you know, look like, especially if you're young and you're in your, in your twenties, thirties, like it's never too late to like transition and find something that you love. Like that's something that I've struggled with a lot is, 
do I, do I like doing this? Am I just doing it just to do it? Like you, you really have to branch out and try new things in order to figure out what you like. So, you know, if you're looking for that push, you know, look for, look for, look for stuff that you like to do. I just got into, um, kayaking recently. My girlfriend's parents had these kayaks and, you know, we started taking them out and it's something that like, I just like doing it. I enjoy doing it. So yeah. it's something I never thought I would like get into, but like, it's kind of fun. So, and I think on that note too, it is important to remember, like, I'm very lucky that I am able to do something I really love. I think like there are times where like, that's just not really an option. Like some people are not able to do something they really love. And I think in that case, it is very important to remember, like, if you're not doing something you really love, at least make sure what you're doing is allowing you to do things you do really love when you're not working. You know That's what I mean? That's a great point. Like, great even point. if, but like, even if you're doing something that is not your ideal job, like if it is giving you the means to live and be comfortable outside of work, like focus in on that really great work-life balance where like, yeah, you might have to grind it out. And cause like, in the society we live in, everybody's got to work. And so, you know, if you do have to grind it out, just make sure yeah. you're investing in yourself outside of work. So that yeah, you can yeah, still, don't like, don't quit your job to to go all in on your music, but just play guitar when you get off. And yeah, put your and music keep, out that way. Like exactly, and keep pushing. And like that, I think that's the biggest thing. Is I, I mean, like I'm preaching the choir when I say this to myself because I'm. Uh, terrible at this like I have all these grandiose ideas all the time and it's just really hard for me to like take that first step and I, I think that like as I continue growing and getting older I've like really tried to focus in on uh, like just taking that first step and like seeing what happens because like the worst thing that can or the worst thing that can happen is like somebody says no or you fail and then you try again and like that's really all there is to it like I mean I dropped out of college at 19 years old after that, I've, you know, I sold wakeboard boats for a year. I managed social media for a year for podcast of 20,000 listeners. I did, uh, I managed captains uh, for a uh, wakeboard boat rental for an entire year as well. And now I'm bartending at the nicest hospitality group in the entire city. And, you know, all that on a resume and everything I've learned along the way, like I have had sit down conversations with people that are working in, uh, at jobs and in industries that I have no right being able to sit down for an interview at, but like, because I've stayed passionate and because I've like continued to evolve to find what like best suits me, it gets me in the room because I've figured out how to talk to people. And I think in today's day and age too, like networking is so much more important than education. Like, I think it isn't like, I, college wasn't for me. I do think it's very important to get a degree if that's something you're passionate about. And I think it can help you a lot. But like having those abilities to to talk to people and, and empathize with people and get on the same page and, you know, work together to do things like that's going to that gets you so far. Like, I mean, I'm a 23 year old living in Austin, working with multiple different executives that have helped open like Carbones in Houston and New York and Rouse in New York, like these elite top level fine dining establishments. And like I'm sitting down and having a martini with them to talk about how much I've progressed in the industry thus far. And I would not have been here in the slightest if I wasn't just like open to opportunities and like trying to continue to move forward and like taking advantage of my opportunities. 100%. So, you know, 
just to wrap up what we're getting at here, you know, take a chance, like, like take a chance, do what you love. And, and, and like Chris said, you know, be open to people like, dude, I, I resonate a lot with, with your story and, and, and just how you are as a person, because I feel like, you know, I've even landed jobs that, you know, just, just off of being personable, basically, like, just like being able to, to, to talk to people and like, yeah, man. Like you're just you're just great. I love your energy, bro. Well, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. I uh, again, like I I take that very seriously because like I really do. I've I've done everything I can to like work on myself to be a positive influence in the people around me and like try to help. Like also too, I think uh, like for example, like when I was working on the podcast, a lot of people I would kind of preach these ideas of positivity and optimism. And a lot of people would come at me with the argument, like, I'm just being naive because I'm a 23-year-old. Mm-hmm. And while I don't inherently think that's wrong, I, I beg the question, like, what's wrong with naivety? Like, do you not want, why would you not want to retain naivety? Like, naivety is looking at every situation with the most optimistic outcome. I don't know why you would want to lose that. Like, it might lead to disappointment, but I guarantee you if you stick with it, it's going to lead to more successes than failures in the long run. Like I don't, I've, I never understood that argument of like, you're just being naive, like stop being naive, like get realistic. Like we are very lucky to live in the most technologically advanced society that humanity has ever existed in. Every option is on the table. Like why, why are we not doing everything we can to try to, make the world better, make ourselves better, like keep pushing, keep trying, keep evolving, keep innovating. Like, I feel like we've all gotten beaten down into a a kind of feeling of stagnation and completion um, or compliancy. And like, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should be compliant and, and, and content. Like, I think you should want to push yourself and and be uncomfortable in in times like one of my favorite quotes is seek discomfort and the reason that's my favorite is like if you always are seeking position or situations which you're uncomfortable in eventually you'll be comfortable in all situations i agree with you man 100 percent. and you know you know what's the what's the opposite of being optimistic about everything you're just going to be pessimistic your whole life and yeah you're just gonna like oh the sky's falling like nothing's ever gonna work out like it, it's kind of like goes back to what I was saying up front, you know, I've been like really optimistic and, and just speaking things out and like into existence, basically, like it'll never come true if you don't talk about it, if you don't think about it, if you don't think about starting that podcast and, you know, telling people about it. And like, it, it just, it, there, there's only one way to be successful and it's yeah. to think that you're going to be successful. So and to do it, like just to do it, like even just like getting a podcast out there, like that's, yeah. that's 99% more progress than most people make is like, even just like posting episode one, like that's, that's a huge step. And then like sticking with it and posting episode two and episode three and episode four. And like, I think the biggest thing too, is like, when you're living life that way, pardon me, even if the successes don't come through that avenue, when you're in that mentality and you're living the your life that way, the successes are going to come. Like, I am a firm believer that what you put out to the universe is going to come back at you. Like, I guess karma in a sense. 
mm-hmm. when you're putting out good energy and, and you're putting out good effort, you're going to get that back. And you're going to see that even if it's like small little things, uh, you're going to see that you're going to see the results. You're going to see that tree bear fruit. Yeah. And, yeah. But like the alternative to that is like, if you're, if you don't do anything and you don't try, like, that's my biggest argument with the, the naive thing is the people on the pessimistic side of things. It's like, uh, you're being naive. And they're saying that because they like, I have two opinions. I think one, a lot of people say that because they're scared of trying and they want me to be wrong because if I'm wrong, then it, they don't have to try. Then them not trying was right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think my other opinion on that is a lot of people, especially older than us, they see that we may be in a position where we're able to live life better than they did. And they have like resentment towards that. Mm -hmm. sense. I think in my opinion, like, um, I think a lot of people in like the boomer plus generation kind of fall in that, that line where not all of them, of course, like there, there's fantastic people I've met of all ages, but like just in a, in a general kind of stereotype almost, pardon me. But um, I think a lot of them see that Gen Z and millennials might have a grasp on the world and the world we were born into where we might be able to do things better and I think they resent that idea and they want things to say to stay the same because they don't want to think that they live their entire life incorrectly. You know what I mean? No, I totally get what you mean. And there's definitely a significant amount of, of old people who are unhappy with their lives and see younger people that enjoy their lives and harbor resentment over it. Totally agree. I I think that kind of bleeds into like what we're seeing with this like current political climate as well that we see in America right now is like a lot of like there's all these little like ridiculous arguments and people get so hung up on shit like identity politics and shit like that. (laughs) And it's like we're not focusing on the right things here. Like why why do you care so much about people's pronouns? Like really? That's that's we're spending so much time. I love that. Lil Uzi decided he was they them because it I don't know I just like it makes me happy yeah and it's it's just like I don't I don't I don't understand that like we're, we're like what ha- the, my biggest thing is like these are the same people that are turn around and tell you America is the best nation on the planet because we're the nation of innovation and we're we're pushing forward and changing things and it's like we're not though we're not like right now we're not like we can but we're not. And so like, like we, to, to make change, you have to apply effort and, and be open to change. Like, I think that was the biggest shift in my mentality as I got older was kind of accepting that maybe everything I believe in isn't exactly true. So let's question everything. And if I question everything and I come to the same conclusion then I'll, that's a belief that I can hold close to me. If I question everything and I come to a different conclusion because I educated myself and I learned new information and I figured out other things that I might believe in, then now I'm more educated and I can firmly believe in the opinions I have because I took the time to educate myself. Aristotle, Christopher Coulson. <laughs> if I go back to school, I definitely want to get a philosophy degree. Honestly, like, you should. No like just for passion, like I, like philosophy and maybe a minor in like sociology or something like that. 
You should. Like, I think you, in the long run, I probably will. You can. Do you want to be my therapist? Well, you can be my therapist. I need a therapist. <laughs> I need. Um, find me. Find me your therapist. Therapist, and I'll, I'll be your therapist. I don't know how much time you have, but I wanted to also touch on a few other things. I appreciate what you were saying about you know launching a pod and everything. We're on episode nine. We're trying to get to episode twenty at minimum. Um. 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode 20, so we want to be in that top 10%. Hell yeah. So anyways, just to backtrack, um, blah, blah, blah. Baker to the Panthers. We got to touch on this. I know yeah, you wanted to. Got to talk sports. <laughs> uh, actually, first, I would love to know your feelings on it, and then I would love to respond to that. Well, look, man. I I was a big Baker also, guy. Pull in I, pull in the whole Deshaun situation too, because I would love to hear your yeah, take on yeah, that. Yeah, no, too. definitely. Um, you know, we touched on this last episode, but we'll we'll re up. Basically, I've been a Baker guy. You know, when he came in, I loved it. He won us our first uh, playoff game in God knows how long against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Like it was amazing. It was electric. Yep. I was all in on Baker. You know, um, they went with Deshaun, and it might be the worst move I've ever seen in all of sports. Yeah, I can't can't disagree I, with that entirely. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than like Deshaun Watson is a scumbag. Um, don't like him. Don't support anything about him. Like, I mean, my biggest thing is like, yeah, okay. Even if these are all just allegations and stuff like that, it's like you don't have this many allegations if there's nothing. That's you know exactly I mean? right, and that's using your big brain, Chris. Because yeah, and it, yeah, there wouldn't it be the amount or extent of like how bad this is, even if they all just get paid off, right? Even if yeah. all these poor girls get paid off. You know, at the very least, something was happening where he was being a scuzzy slime ball. And, like, that's just weird. Like, yeah. a million, billion-dollar quarterback, like, just whipping his dick a horrible out person. For like, a massage? Like, yeah, it's just like, like – Dude, like, think about, like, you know, these poor girls. Like, even if it was, like, something kind of weird, why would you – why would you let this person get away with it basically? And Absolutely. Like, so I, I'm very against like Deshaun. I don't fuck with him. We don't fuck with him at light patio talk. Um, we've been big Baker boys. We're going to see how he goes with, with the Panthers. We might even kind of, you know, low key be cheering for him. We got to rock with the Browns because after Cleveland, week one though, after week one, Yes. Okay. So I understand. I, I just like hate I just hate it and I'm not happy. Yeah. And <laughs> I just it's oh so in that note too, as somebody that was lucky enough to like I said, my dad bought season tickets to the Panthers, their inaugural season nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. We sat in section five thirty three, which is like the nosebleed since then. Like my parents have, have done very well since then and could afford to move us down, but we don't because we're very emotionally and sentimentally attached to that section. It's been mm-hmm. awesome as I've grown up because everybody else in the section for the most part are PSL owners, like season ticket owners. So like every time I go back to a game, it's like 
I see people that have watched me growing up and that's awesome. I love to see that. And like, I love being a part of that and I love my Panthers, but as somebody that was lucky enough to live through the like 2013 to 2017 era of Cam Newton, prime Cam Newton, I know how much a quarterback can impact a city and how important a quarterback of a successful franchise is to a city, especially a city like Cleveland or Charlotte that cares so much about their football team. Um, that it just like, that was the biggest thing when Sam came and it's even worse with Deshaun. Cause it's like, it's, there's so much less passion and energy when your quarterback is somebody like that. Like it, it's so much harder to like really love and care and root for your team when like the face of that team is like somebody like Deshaun Watson and like for completely different reasons, somebody like Sam Darnold, but like, I can like totally. I can't even imagine and, and, as a Browns fan like watching this like especially as somebody like with a mother and a girlfriend like you mm-hmm. and like somebody like me like with a mom and a little sister like if Deshaun like throwing on the colors and hopping on like that's fun. yeah it's like In how am I opinion, supposed to support this guy when I just know about this like it, it just it, it gives me the ick basically and like it is the ick that's and, the best and, way to put it and he might not even play exactly a decision this week no one knows he might just get suspended for the whole year so yeah, then they just wasted like, all their money on this scumbag people are thinking like, knowing what, this minimum eight weeks or something like that that's what people are guessing right now like mm-hmm. minimum yeah. eight weeks that's half the season then they threw the bag at this man Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we can move into Baker. I was just very curious. So I have always been a Baker guy as well. Um, His energy is awesome. I love him. It's great. To me, he reminds me a lot of – he gives me, like, Johnny Manziel vibes minus the alcoholism and And the losing. Yeah, Yeah. the losing. Um, I think he's – one of the best stories in sports of the last 20 years, like what he did to walk on at tech, right? He walked on at Texas tech first mm-hmm. Kingsbury yep. and then they brought in Kyler and then he went to, uh, or no brought in Mahomes. And then he went to, uh, uh, OU like what he was able to do there and the energy he brought is amazing. And in theory, I absolutely love the idea of, a confident chip on his shoulder, Baker Mayfield, because that's when Baker plays his best, when he's pissed at the world and wants to prove something. And I think right now, especially if he gets to start week one, which I'm praying he does, he has everything to prove. He's playing against his former team in Cleveland on a new team that he got traded to because they signed a fucking alleged sex offender. Like, he has the biggest chip on his shoulder humanly possible. And that excites me, especially the thought of, like, him and McCaffrey out of the backfield, if McCaffrey can stay healthy, with, like, our receiving core with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I think, is a very underrated receiver in the league. Last three seasons, he's recorded 1,000 yards every season with fucking Teddy Kyle Allen <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater and then Sam Darnold. He's still recorded 1,000 yards receiving. And uh, I think he has – he's – uh, like fifth on the list right now for most receiving yards under the age of 25. I think the only people above them are like 
Randy Moss and like Terrell Owens and like players like that, like elite, elite receivers. And he's kind of like a sleeper right now because we haven't had like a really good quarterback that's able to have that chemistry with him. I think if, if Baker can establish that, that would be huge. And I, I want nothing more than to see Baker succeed down in Carolina. Cause again, like he's a quarterback that like I want to root for. And like, I like uh, Charlotte FC, our, our new MLS team, they hosted Chelsea at bank of America stadium, Charlotte stadium uh, two weeks ago. And Baker was just like walking around the stands, like taking selfies with fans with like DJ Moore on his side, like just like talking to people, taking selfies, shaking hands, giving hugs. And like, that's huge. Like we haven't had that since cam, like yeah, cam no. left a huge hole. Like I know cam gets a lot of hate around the league. I will. I am obsessed with cam. Newton. I'll <laughs> you love he cam. <laughs> one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. If you look at his stats, he's easily the best rushing quarterback of all time. Don't give me the Mike Vick argument. That was just going to say. If you, co- you compare better than Vick, I promise. Look at the stats. Look at fucking look at his receiving <laughs> core. Look at his receiving core in 2015 when we went to the Super Bowl and we were 15 and one. That alone should get put him in the argument for. I mean, I think personally, first ballot Hall of Famer easily. But I think that should put him in the conversation of like greatest dual threat quarterback of all time. In my opinion, it's not a question that should be asked but also like what cam did to charlotte i think a lot of people don't really appreciate when we drafted cam after 2011 uh the panthers had just gone one in 15 with jimmy clausen if you remember that name out of fucking notre dame terrible quarterback uh with jimmy clausen as our quarterback went one in 15 signed cam newton signed ron rivera cam's first game out of the gate we play the arizona cardinals uh rookie season throws for 400 yards and rushes for like 80 has like four total Mm -hmm. touchdowns and like from that moment onwards there was like an energy that was building in charlotte and like the coolest thing was you would drive around the city in 2015 the year that we went one in 15 and you would see cam like on his scooter like taking Mm -hmm. pictures with kids and like hanging out outside and just like going to talk to people and that's a great point like the Brown, like people forget, the Browns had like one win in like three seasons. Yeah, before Baker comes in, like we would have killed to go eight and eight. Absolutely, like, people think- like just started to take it for granted, and it's like you're not even from Cleveland. We've literally never won. Like, yeah, it's bad. So Can't, like, I mean, I remember like- the fucking Bud Light cage that you yes <laughs> like, like the first win will win. unlock the beer and it's free it was like a year and a half win. right wasn't it like a year and a half that it took to get that thing it was the, the beer was probably bad it was yeah it was really expired <laughs> at that point but yeah that that's huge for a city like especially yeah like, like so a then to just completely that- be like nah that's not our guy anymore like fuck him and the way that, that, that they, well, I mean, I kind of relate to that too. Cause like, that's what they did with cam the first time around. Like David Tepper comes in our new owner and like, they just cut him. Like they told him that we were looking into re-signing him and then they waited until the trade window was closed and then they cut him to where he, it was like, I think it was like August or early August when they finally cut him. And it's like, nobody's picking up a starting quarterback in early August. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the timeline is gone. Yeah. And like the way that we fucked him there really upset me because like, I mean, he, he truly brought hope back to this city. Like he brought swagger to this city. He brought energy. Like Panthers fans have notorious. Cause you got to think we're a new franchise still in the grand scheme. I am the first generation 
a born Panthers fan. Sure. There's nobody before me that was born a Panthers fan. Yeah. And uh, that's what Baker's going to bring, too. I mean, he's a showman. You hit it right in the head. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to come in, like, swagged out. Exactly. And, like, we need that again. Because, like, you know, the energy with, like, Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold, like, it's just not there. Like, they don't exude confidence. I Like, I would much rather my quarterback exude confidence and take the risk then take a sack because he's scared to make a throw. Yeah, no, he's going to do well there, I think. I think he's really going to gonna click with that team. I mean, I don't really want to touch much more on the Deshaun. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons. Like, the Browns are still good. They're still good, right? Yeah, of so course. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to link up. We'll have to collab for that game. Maybe I can get down to, to Carolina and watch. I think that would be kind of cool. Absolutely. Um, is it, wait, is it in Carolina or in Cleveland? I think it's the Panthers are at home. Oh, word. Well, if that's the case, I would absolutely be down to to make a trip back and we could actually go watch the game. That would be a blast. That would be sick. Let's do it. It's um, a fun stadium, too. <laughs> never been. I don't know how much time you have. If you got time for one more question, we can run it. Otherwise, Hit we can me. wrap I'm up good. here. No, I'm all good. Cool. Um, Christopher, you're an expert on boats. I which am. just so happens to be the vibe of the summer over here at Light Patio Talk. Okay. I'm not sure if you knew this. I did not. But this is something I've always wondered is, what's your favorite type of boat? Just uh, point blank? <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite type of boat? And then what time of day is best to go out on the boat? And oh, that's what are an you easy... doing on the boat? That's an easy. The second question is an easy one. Golden hour is elite to go out on the boat. Uh, okay. That's unquestionable. You go out about six thirty. All right, I'm just gonna go all in on this. Best type of boat: IMO wakeboard boat with something you can wake surf on. Best okay. time to go out on that boat right at like seven thirty when everybody that's been chilling at the sandbar all day is like nice and hammered and they've already headed home and like the lake is glass and you got a nice sunset in the background. And it's absolutely gorgeous for you. Nice, perfect water to go wake surfing on. That is absolutely my ideal setup. Uh, And I'm just going to go out with like six buddies. We're going to surf for like two hours straight until it uh, like the real sunset starts to hit. Mm -hmm. And you finish that off by like throwing out anchor for the last like 30 minutes or so, watching the sunset, having a nice beer and listening to some good music while you're swimming around the boat. Dude. That's so, that's beautiful. That's exactly what we're talking about here at Light Patio Talk. Um, you know, what, what what were those two albums you recommended, and which one you th- are you throwing on? Uh, for that one, I'm definitely throwing on uh, the or the Dominic Feek album. Um, okay. The name of that one again. Let me pull it up. Uh, what could possibly go wrong by Dominic Feek is definitely going on the ox for that Dude, one. Dude, I'm about to run through that this weekend for Do sure. It. Start. Uh, my favorite hits on it are Politics and Violence. Absolutely, that's one of my favorites. Okay. And um, Whirly, W R L I. Those are probably my two favorite songs on the on the album. But you can't go wrong. That's great. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We loved having you. This was the longest episode by far of Light Patio Talk we've ever had. Um, to all our listeners out there, you know, go go sauce a follow at Light Patio Talk across the board. 
Um, Chris, if you want to plug your socials, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So Twitter, you can find me at Q0ULS. Uh, that's Coles on Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me at ChrisSC99. And we got to get Chris on TikTok and have him just whipping up some drinks for us. Dude, absolutely. I'm actually, so my new roommate that I just moved in with, he's my lead bartender. So we're planning on potentially doing a little TikTok series where we like build our way front to back through like a cocktail book. Like, oh, 100%. You should dead rabbit. Definitely do that. Yeah, I think we're going to do something like that. We're also thinking about like, we're trying to set, we have, so like his, where I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting at my computer. His computer is right behind me. So we're thinking about turning this into like a little like gaming studio type of thing where we have like a, a smaller bar in here and we'll do some sort of like twitch setup or like in between games we we like play two games and then like bust out a cocktail for the stream and then like play two games something like that something fun awesome for those of you guys that don't know like chris uh streams twitch sometimes um not lately but he's looking to get back into it right Absolutely. That's uh, the, streaming is something I miss the most. Uh, that's one thing that I, I desperately miss from the pod is the, the computer I was able to use with Ross was much <laughs> better you, than I what you. I had now. So <laughs> I, was able, I could I could like run Warzone well and stuff. And like I love gaming. I'm a pretty good gamer. And so yeah. like, that, that was always just so great to we're gonna have to hop on fall guys dude i've been i've been grinding fall guys again you've been grinding it no okay i won't say grinding but i've been playing (laughs) like you know an hour a night after work or so it's fun man it's not as sweaty as it used to be either i think like like i remember when i was playing with ross after like a month of fall guys like it was so sweaty right right yeah no i i hopped on when it so it it came on switch and, and everything and so i like jumped in and i don't know if it just pairs you up with people who are like more your skill level sure but like i got a couple dubs yeah dude yeah my i was playing with the my roommate the other night and it was his first time ever playing and like game five he got a crown and i was like let's go dude but yeah man we'll we'll absolutely play together get some streams going and stuff like that but seriously thank you very much for having me this was uh such a blast man anytime uh anytime you need somebody on here to talk to you let me know because i was yeah dude this was great really appreciate you coming on everyone follow coles follow light patio talk um, check out the merch. Seriously, like the merch is pretty legit. Um, cop a shirt, cop a tote bag if you Definitely want, a coffee mug. Bag. Chris is getting the tote bag. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, that's all from Light Patio Talk. Peace. Peace.